0: No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. I've
2: been waiting for this. It's a show that brings you all good things football. A put up two halves. With the three wise men of football Tom Woods, Michael Carden Edwards. And the bitter toffee himself, Lee Collard. Hello, hola, bonjour, and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football-related, and of course brought to you for our partners at Sports Social Podcast Network. Today we're hitting you up with episode 144, and hopefully a bumper of a show as we put the magnifying glass on the influence of the strikers, or maybe lack of, across the title contenders in the Premier League. Before we get into that, I'd better introduce the boys who will be giving their ever-strong opinions, as usual. And Mr Tom Woods, and Mr Mikey Carden-Edwards. Mikey, I'm going to go to you first. If we can take the football out of the equation, maybe. How you doing?
0: Yeah, man, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. You know me, just... Hanging around, doing my thing, pretending to be okay.
2: Well, I don't want to downbeat Michael. That's pretty much what I don't want at King. I'm trying. I'm trying to lift up your spirits.
0: I'm afraid that's what you've
2: got. Oh, oh. Uh, this is where I turn to you, then,
1: Mr. Tom Woods, to help me. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, my, my, well, of course my, you are, mate, because, you know... You my, 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 team, my team won. So, uh, like, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, because I've actually had two people ask me at work how Mikey was after the weekend's events, and I, I kind of said to them, I think at this point, he's past angry. It's, it's now that point where uh, he just laughs at this. It's it's way beyond anger at this point. It's now just basically laughing laughing at the the shit show that is Manchester United at the moment. Uh, but that, that being said, Chelsea weren't much better. They really weren't. They were fucking terrible at the weekend. Um, and and there was a barrage, a barrage upon our goal, for which a brick wall... <laughs> a barrage!
0: <laughs> a barrage, you
1: are. Uh, ...called Edouard Mendy, who was the uh, man of the match. And it wasn't even close who, who else could have been man of the match. He was simply... Sensational by all accounts. Um, David De Gea had a good game as well uh, for a goalkeeper that conceded four. Um, it's interesting as well. Um, I'm guessing we all saw the. Uh, oh, what was it the, the 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 thing with the fans that Sky Sports did the, the overlap. overlap? The overlap, yes. Um, with with Paul Skull's obviously. Talking about Chelsea not having a weak defence and obviously currently having the best defence in the league and United having a better defence and then shipping four, which is as many goals as Chelsea had conceded this season. Um, Which many have taken um, an opportunity to take shots at Paul Scholes about. For what it's worth, I agreed with Paul Scholes. I think he he was right. I just don't think people listened to what he said. I think if Chelsea played a back four, I think our back four would be weaker than those other teams, because I don't think our defenders can play in a back four. So I think he had a legitimate point. I think he also had a point about uh, Chelsea's deficiencies as well in front of goal, scoring goals. Uh, I, I think Paul Scholes did a good job, and yet everyone seems to be taking shots at him about this, um, which I thought was grossly unfair. So just starting with that, I, thought, I thought it was a good show as well, right? Lots of interesting stuff. Uh, um, we're just gonna just gonna skip over the Saudi owners completely, which seems to be. Sky Sports' way of dealing with this—we're just going to ignore that. Just ignore it. Look, Jamie, tell us about your mate. Tell us about your friend and his daddy, who now owns the club. Like, they—they're not bad people, right? No, no, no. It's all fine. It's all fine. We'll just ignore it. Just com- completely ignore it, because football fans don't care. They don't care where the money comes from. Ultimately, that's 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 the narrative we're spinning here. But Super League bad. Super League is very bad. Because we don't own the rights for that. And we don't want to pay more money for the rights for that. But more money into the Premier League regardless of where that money may come from.
2: It's an interesting angle. It's probably the correct
1: angle. Oh, mate. like <laughs> Alan Shearer fucking <laughs> embarrassed himself a match of the day, mate. Elude. but uh, Basically said, again, um, football fans don't care where the money's coming from. It's like, I don't know. You want to probably have a chat with some people that may be of an LGBTQ plus persuasion that have loved supporting Newcastle United for their life and now have this situation where they love the club, but the owners hate them just because of their sexual orientation. You know, I, I just find it shameful, shameful that we're just basically turning a blind eye to this. And I don't, I don't want to hear the whataboutery. Oh, oh, do you do you use Twitter? Yes, I do. But the Saudis don't own Twitter. They bought shares on an open market so basically own some shares in it. They don't own Twitter. They own Newcastle United. How are you not getting this through your fixed goals? Oh, man. Honestly, like, honestly, like people, people talk about, oh, City for the worst fans, Liverpool for the worst fans. No, no. They've been dormant for 14 years. This lot are the fucking worst. They ain't even close. Fucking Newcastle. God, Spurs doing basically... Spurs doing Amity International's Business at the weekend, giving them a proper shoe, in. I would fucking love it. I would, I would tell, I'm I going to coin a Keegan face. I'd love it. Love it if they go down, mate. Love <laughs> I, it. Have I've, all that money in the championship. Love it. I thought the ranting was going to come from Mikey today, not yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I just, it got onto my skin a bit, Jamie Redknapp, especially as well. Just, the, mm. the, 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 he was the one that literally said, Oh, football fans don't care where the money comes from. And it's like, right, but, but, it's your fucking job to tell them that they should. That's why you're there, to remind them that they should care where this finances is coming from. It just embarrassing. Well, he
2: has invested trust, uh,
1: interest. He does, he in did. He did, which wasn't mentioned on the show. You know, it's kind of like, we're just going to kind of gloss over, like, invested interest, asking him. Uh, and the fact that they didn't get Neville on. That tells you What you need to know They were like Neville's going to Set fire to this place (laughs) We'll keep (laughs) him back (laughs) We'll keep him back And we'll just talk to him About Manchester United And Ollie Because You know That's something that He can Try and Be honest And share his Honest opinions on As as much as he can It sounds like Which he
0: absolutely
1: Fucking doesn't In any way Shape or form (laughs) No, it just he's always stopping short of it. Apparently he referenced it on the show tonight um, that he's got a lot of stick for continually uh, backing Ollie uh, and never saying that he should go whilst he'd suggest that clubs in similar positions, he would suggest that they should go. He's arguing that he's never done that. I'm sure people are now going to go back through and find times where he has literally said this. Um, but yeah, I don't think
0: in his defense on that, he never called for Mourinho to go, um, ever. Um, and, but he was critical of him. I believe he's never, what, what annoys me the most about it is the, everyone seems to talk around it. Oh, we've got no, there's no style of play. There's no, you know, this looks disjointed. They're not a team they do not, they've, they've ever looked at each other before. That's that's the manager's fault, but it never gets laid at Ollie's door, and that's that's what annoys me mm. the most. It's like you can basically say like, "Oh, the fire raged on forever," but like, I don't want to criticize the fire department. They did they, they tried their best, and it's like, no, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, the fire has now burned down half the fucking village. Okay, it's the fire department's fault. They should have fucking put it out. And Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer and this this analogy is is the fire department you see failing. To put out any fires, you see. Um, I'm just going to talk for a bit, Lee. I know that you hate this because of timings and stuff like that, but I have to give my opinion on this. What's exactly right? When Manchester United (laughs) equalised, I I, I, I let out a sigh because it was just, oh, wow, we're going to get away with it again. That 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 was genuinely my initial reaction. And then before I knew it, Leicester then scored And I I laughed. I just laughed. I I can't believe this is... Are you kidding me? And the the comedy of the goal as well. I said to you the other day, or I've said it several times, we either concede comedy goals or worldies. You know what I mean? Case in point, yet again. Case in point, comedy goals or worldies. And um, then the fourth goal went in, I was like, fucking, this is utterly ridiculous. But... I don't really know what to say anymore I've been what's funny to me is that everything that I've been saying on this show for the last God knows how long right Just patterns of play lack of pressing blah 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 the same thing you know oh look whenever when a player picks up the ball they have to look up and see where anyone is because they have no fucking idea how many how many times have you heard this from my mouth on this show plenty plenty right. I listened to a uh, bit of a weak spot. I I, I I stomached Mark Goldbridge after the Leicester game to see what his reaction was. And it's just hilarious because he has never said Ollie outright. And he's come out and said, look, I would get more views on my videos if I did a video saying Ollie out than any other video that I've ever done. But he was like, I'm not going to do it because blah, 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 right? But he started talking about patterns of play, the fact that players look like they would never met, the fact that we routinely get dominated by, you know, inferior midfields. You know, not, and, and people say, "Oh, our midfield isn't good enough." They have no instructions. Did you see that the analysis of the game? Pogba and Matic basically had to cover uh, a, a small field the size of Winchester against Leicester. Two players, we could have Kante and Ndidi in midfield for us. It wouldn't matter because we basically played 4-2-4 four, four, and we have four players standing <laughs> on, on, on the defence, just not moving, just in a straight line. Like where, What's that? Like, if this was an under-16s team, you'd be furious at them. You know, Stagger your runs. And it's just basic football instructions to players. Why is Fred trying to do everything? Why is McTominay trying to do everything? They can't do everything. Give them simple instructions. Just give them simple tasks. Because inferior midfields that were well, supposedly inferior midfields that we play against all the time seemingly dominate us routinely with supposedly worse players. Players that cost a lot less money. And I I keep hearing um I keep hearing that, you know, Ollie, Oh, we need no, uh, he's disappointed. Disappointed today we didn't get a centre midfielder, and he really wanted that centre midfielder. Who is this mythical centre midfielder that we're going to get which is going to solve all of our problems? Because let me be straight with you, there isn't one. There is not a single footballer in the world of football that could solve Manchester United problems. This is a structural problem. This isn't a positional problem. When Liverpool signed Van Dyke, that was a positional problem. When they signed Alisson, it was a positional problem. It's not a structural problem. They already played good football. They just got let down by individual errors. <laughs> Man mm-hmm. United do not get let down by individual errors. We get let down because we're shit at playing football. That, that, that's the difference here. And this is what all these apologists seem to n- don't seem to realise. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, what, three tran- like, uh, five or six transfer windows to buy a centre midfielder. He bought one last summer for 40 million quid. He doesn't get a fucking kick. Hmm. That was Ollie. Oli persuaded him to come to Manchester United and doesn't get a fucking kick. And I keep hearing, oh, Oli's transfer record's really good. Is it? Just Should we go through his transfer record? Because actually it's a big pile of shit, is what it is. It's dreadful. Palestri, ah, not too young, not good enough, send him out on loan. Diallo, ah, he's too young, send him out on loan. Uh, okay, right. Well, let's go. Th- uh, well, let's hand contracts to matter a buy and all this fucking nonsense. Oh, we'll desperately keep Lingard in. Oh, but then don't play him, even though he scores a goal. I don't like Lingard, but it's a bit harsh on the kid. Kid, he's like fucking 48. <laughs> it's a bit harsh <laughs> on the guy. You know, you want to keep mem- momentum is everything in football. Lingard comes in, does a decent job, and just gets dropped mm. for no reason. Matic and uh, the van der Beek. One of the few games we actually controlled midfield, West Ham in the Cup game. Yeah, their midfield wasn't very good. But we actually controlled midfield. Those two haven't been seen a- a- together again. Van der Beek has never not been seen since at all. You know, at least Matic has played a game, only because Fred was fucking unavailable. Ward Prowse and Romeu, Neves Mutinho, Longstaff and Willock, Martins Pereira and Sierra, Suchik and Rice, Ramsey, McGinn and Louise, Capu, Parejo and Tfigueros, Alan and Decore, Tielemons and Sumare. All these midfields have made our midfield look like fucking amateurs this season. Leicester didn't even have Ndidi playing. They didn't have their best midfielder playing in the game. Did they make an excuse? Did they sit there and go, oh, we don't have our fucking you know 60 million pound midfielder, so of course we're gonna lose. Well, well Manchester United have basically all of their players available and fit. Why wasn't this identified? I listened to Ray Ferdinand's podcast today, the, or the, the the YouTube show, uh, was it Vibe with Five, what the fuck it's called? And he sat, he sits there saying the same thing I've been saying. When a player's on the ball at Manchester United, if he closes his eyes, can he name where all the all of his players are? Because when something's not going right for you, when your individual touch or something isn't going right, what do you do? You revert to type. You revert to structure. You go right. I know that if I get the ball here, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. We'll just go back into what we know. You know, I'm not going to try anything extravagant. I'm just going to go back to my system. We don't have a fucking system. I've been saying this for fucking years, it feels like. And now I've got Ferdinand saying it. But now I'm sitting there and also listening to Ferdinand. Ah, but give him time. Give him time. (laughs) What? (laughs) Give him time. Just fucking get rid of the guy. Get rid of the guy. He's not good enough. He's had the chances. He's blown the chances, and people are telling me, "Oh, yeah, well, it's been really positive. You know, they see in a better position.s You know, good, 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 positive. Play. Every season's been better. No, one hasn't. Yeah, we finished second last year because, as we've gone through multiple times, many other teams last season had a fucking nightmare of a season, either with a rebuild or a fucking car crash or something horrendous happening. We finished second. The slightest sniff of a a title race and we completely bottle it beyond belief. Mm -hmm. We bottle it beyond belief. It's dreadful. Fucking Europa League final. Dreadful. Dreadful. Champions League exit. Dreadful. And now we're going to the season. Fucking young boys. We haven't played a good team this season and we're fucking behind the pack. All the top teams have played each other. What is the Um, point in sticking this out now? What is the point... We can't play football.
2: I don't want we to stop you and your flow, Mike. I feel like you need to get that off your chest, so we can. I don't know, maybe get a. Smile Basically, back if, in your you're an, face. if
0: you're if you right, two things: if you're still an ole in guy, you're a fucking idiot, and you don't have
2: a fucking
0: <laughs> clue about football. You genuinely don't. All it is for you now is romanticism, and that's it. It's just romance. I have all the time in the world for for romance and football. Okay, romance and football is what literally makes it's, that is what saves it from this. Financial greedy fuckers at the top, right? The romance that is still there in football. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United isn't romance anymore. It's miserable. It's a fucking, it's a death, it's a death threat, right? Is what it is. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's not, it's, it, it's cruel and unusual punishment for me, for the fucking fans, and for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? Because he is so out of his fucking depth, I don't know. If you're an Ole Ian person, you're a moron. And if you're sitting there now and it's only in the last fucking week that you've started to go, oh, maybe he's not the guy, then fuck you as well. Because you have not had a fucking clue the entire time. And I have read so many statements from people telling me, oh, well, you know, I, n- I never thought he was going to be the guy. What? <laughs> What's that? You never thought he was going to be the guy? It's hmm. interesting. So that's not what I've been reading the last couple of years where you've uh, defend, you know, defended him verifiably. that's not even a word I don't care fucking idiots oh and the last one the last one. Ah, oh, it's not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's fault He's, Ronaldo doesn't press there we <laughs> go are you, are you, are you gonna sh- are you gonna throw that one at me and it goes into lovely into our first segment doesn't it goes Nailed into it. Like, lovely into our first Segway
1: segment Segway C bitch that was perfect there we go do Manchester United have a Ronaldo problem uh, I, feel, I feel Mikey's just eloquently taking us through 10 minutes of no we don't, we've got an Oli Solskjaer problem but that that was ultimately the answer, right? Because I, I, I saw it this weekend um, and then I think there's been some tactical analysis that was put out into the Athletic as well, right? Um, yeah, they so, covered off very well. Yeah, well. like um, Ronaldo obviously uh, doesn't press but that's not his game, it's never been his game and ultimately as a manager when you've got a player like Ronaldo... Um, you have to assemble the team around him to get the best out of him, but also to cover his deficiencies, right? The problem I... is with with, with him, because um, look, Ronaldo's the best penalty box goal scorer in, in world football, right? His numbers speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and, and goals matter because goals win football matches. They decide ultimately it's what is the most important uh, statistic in football is goals. Uh, the problem is, is when you field a team of players that effectively behave like luxury players and I don't want to kind of critique Paul Pogba but like that guy ain't doing no running Uh, like you can't kind of have France went out of the Euros because they fielded too many players that were big time Charlies that they don't feel they have to do the press and Pogba was one of those the other two were Karim Benzema and the other one was um, Mbappe and that's what killed them in the end because Kante was having to cover the ground. Like you were saying, Mikey, that Matic was effectively having to cover on, on, on the weekend. It's, it's, um, I think the problem is is that he's got untouchables because he probably feels like he needs to play his big name players, get all his big names on the pitch, right?
0: I, I completely I agree with you. I do think that you should ask Paul Pogba to run a bit more. Yeah, I think it's unacceptable that he allows his, his levels to, 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 to be at this mm. level. I, 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 there's no excuse for a player not running in a football match I can almost excuse a Paul Pogba not running around what I cannot excuse is a Mason Greenwood not running around I was yeah. looking at the um, top strikers in, in the Premier League this year in terms of presses Wilfred Zaha's number one right wilfred Zaha's he's a proper a luxury in, player man. isn't he yeah well, no, well, well, that's
1: what we're all told about isn't it then? He's told about no he puts a shift in
0: Someone te- someone's told Wilfred Zaha, no, you need to fucking put a shift in. What does Wilfred Zaha do? He runs. He presses. Mason Greenwood's a kid and he's, I think he's in the bottom five for presses of all forwards in the league. Mm. Ronaldo's obviously bottom. Mason Greenwood is f- like bottom five for all presses in the league from the strikers. That's dreadful. That's fucking dreadful. Can
2: I ask you though then, is that dreadful on the players' part or for, on the managers' part? It's on the managers' part. One hundred percent.
0: Like, if he's a kid that age, right?
2: Because someone would say like such so a sphere someone like Pogba, you can argue like because he's he's been there, he's done it, and he's all, you know he's got he's got a, plenty of medals to back him up. He doesn't, you know. And I put this in inverted commas. Doesn't need to. Greenwood's fresh on the scene. He needs to go out there and prove a point, or not say prove a point, you know, but before he gets onto that pedestal where he can sort of have that luxuriness about him, dude.
0: Have you've seen um last season and my furiousness at Rashford strolling around mm. as if he owns the place just not trying put he'll do one sprint and like track back twice a game get the applause from the crowd but the rest of the time he'll literally be wandering
2: around on his heels telling his captain to yeah. fuck off
0: Exactly right um Ferdinand did say something on his uh, vibe with 5 uh, show on YouTube where he said um you know one of the toughest teams that he's ever played against in terms of pressing was Barcelona. They had a team full of superstars. They still put a shift in. They did. That's what separates good players from elite players putting a fucking shift in unless you're Lionel Messi. Do you know what I mean? Who? But even then even back at then, that, that yeah. age he did put a shift in. He still worked his bollocks off. Why do you think Suarez has done had such a great career? Because he works his bollocks off. He puts the shift in and he has the quality. That's what separates
2: you. And You'd argue as well, Jamie Vardy, who's in your position at the weekend.
0: Precisely. Precisely. And I just kind of sit there and it's like, why why isn't it? Like, if I was manager of Manchester United, I'm not, obviously. And I looked at that pool of players. It's very telling. The new football manager comes out November 7th or what have you, yeah? Guarantee you, Man United, if you're not controlling them, challenge for the title or win the league. I guarantee it because mm. their squad on paper is fucking incredible. The squad on paper is incredible. Why isn't a manager getting the most out of the squad? And the funny thing is that we're in the third season now. Well, fourth? Third? He's had a while. This is now Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's squad. This is his team. This is what he wants. And it's the worst version of it that we've had so far. The fact that you can sign Sancho Verran and Ronaldo and play worse football is a crime. And I don't blame, I don't blame Ronaldo whatsoever. It's worth. It is not. Man United do not have a Ronaldo problem at all because I guarantee you, the goals that he has scored, he's pretty much had to be a one in one striker, as in one chance, one goal. It's basically, to score, he ain't had no chances this time. You guy. take him out of the situation.
1: Well, you've, you you don't have the victory against Villarreal. You don't have probably the result even against Newcastle. Like he's come up with big goals this season. So the exactly. idea that the United have a Ronaldo problem is is is, is, is 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 a nonsense. I found it surprising to see that. Look, ultimately, I know you can kind of uh, people using the Juventus as the example, right? That uh, he seemingly hamstrung them. Now, um, I didn't watch nonsense. enough of Uve last year to know uh, what. That, but I think there was bigger problems there. I think the overall quality of player has diminished at that team. I think they were going through a transition with a incredible luxury player. This is different. Manchester United, a, a team expensively assembled with superstar names. And look, was Ronaldo the right player to come in to to kind of put them over the top? Um, probably not the ideal. I think Oli obviously still banging on about midfield, as you said, and you could certainly say that that needed addressing um, more so than Ronaldo. But you're still not going to turn down the greatest goal scorer in world football and say that that's now... Uh, a handicap for me, right? That's that's not the case.
0: Don't don't give Matter a new deal. Sell Jesse Lingard and go and buy a fucking midfielder. Them.
1: I think. Yeah. I mean. Ultimately, the problem whoever's... is,
0: dude. I genuinely think he's scared of making. He's scared of buying midfielder and having no more excuses. Because like I said, this mythical midfielder doesn't exist, the one that he wants, that can apparently do everything. He wants apparently a combination of Brian Robson, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira <laughs> and Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. He wants all of good. them and Kante as well. He wants this fucking myth and peeler. He wants basically all of these players in one mythical unicorn where, who will come in and basically go... This is how we play now. Everything goes through me. I am the fucking... You still wouldn't of get a tune
1: out of him as well. That's the mad thing, right? Because I, he hasn't been able to find a structure to get the best out of having Bruno no. and Pogba on the pitch.
0: And this is the funny thing, right? I keep reading as well, people going, oh, we should be playing this. We should play this formation. This." It doesn't fucking matter what formation you play, mate. It, doesn't, it literally doesn't matter what formation you play. There's, it, do, it doesn't matter. There's no structure to any of it. They still won't have a fucking clue where their mates stand. Well, I said this before a few weeks ago. A, Ronaldo doesn't get any chances. We, don't, he's not, we never put Ooh. balls in the box. right? Never put balls in the box. We've just signed Jadon Sancho. What did he do really well for Dortmund last year? He provided for, for Erling Haaland. He provided for Erling Haaland. There is no way that we shouldn't be doing something similar at Man United. There's no way that they shouldn't try and Jaden Sancho is an assist maker. That, right? He's an assist maker. Mm. He's a guy that creates chances. Ronaldo is a guy that finishes chances. Me- I don't think they've actually. I don't think they've said a word to each other since they've been in the club together.
2: Maybe you um you bring David Moyes back, who was famous for getting a ball crossed into that box when he was at United. <laughs> um, tongue in cheek, Mikey. Tongue in cheek. But however, um, you've talking about Ronaldo. One of the attributes and one of the things that he was meant to bring was to sort of raise the dressing room. He, you know, his presence alone in the dressing room would, would raise the game of players. Would that not also include sort of, you know, the, the work rates as well?
0: Um, you would potentially hope so, but I don't, Ronaldo's not a guy that's going to lead by example when it comes to work rate. He's going to lead by via professionalism um, and, and training and stuff. I think he's demanding. I just, I just,
2: yeah, about to say... He's, it, he's, de-
0: he's demanding, but I, I don't think... I think, by all accounts, Ronaldo was uh, told not to storm down the tunnel after the Leicester game.
2: And to go and applaud the fans. Because, again,
0: cause if, I, I, if I'm Ronaldo, I'm sitting here utterly furious. He gets no service. I watched the Leicester game. I, I I don't know if Ronaldo even played the game. I, I only saw the highlights. Yeah. He, Ronaldo didn't feature. He didn't feature. I don't, he, didn't recall feature. Him,
1: he didn't feature in the I highlights. didn't
0: recall him touching the ball because we have no idea what to do with him. I generally and,
2: had to check the lineup whilst watching match of the day because I was like, because I missed at the beginning. I was like, was Ronaldo actually playing? I couldn't even see him on the pitch. Like he just wasn't featuring.
0: Uh, uh. He literally doesn't, doesn't get a sniff of anything, not a sniff of anything. It's a, it's not a Ronaldo problem. Ronaldo is the best poacher in world football history. He will score you goals. If you give him supply, that is not, that is not an issue. The issue is we don't supply him ever. And the fact that we have bought this fucking superstar, legendary footballer to the club and have not allowed for the fact that oh, well, we should probably supply him with the ball if he's going to score some goals. The fact that that doesn't seem to have crossed any of this fucking brain trust mind is just bizarre. Um, we just have a t- the, the, the club. Well, he said it. Dynasty's crumbling the dynasty's fucked because we're going to keep fucking soulshire and Phelan and carrick and fucking paul daniels mckenna whatever the hell his name is we're going to keep all these fucking pricks in charge they haven't got a fucking brain cell between them they haven't got a fucking clue and they're just they're just jokes they're absolute jokes well you got rid of a lot of them
2: you got rid of woodward so that was a start but um needs a lot more more repair work i feel for those. No,
0: no, 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 right. This is the and this is the thing. We're quite happy to throw money at this. We're quite happy to throw money. I guarantee January there'll be calls to spend fucking 90 million on rice or what have you, and it won't work. We could go and sign Declan Rice, it won't work. It won't work. Because it's not a player, it's not a personnel issue. We could sign every I read out a list of midfielders a minute ago. Right? Mm. All these all these midfielders which have come in and made us look fucking amateur when it comes to a partnership, being midfield, just playing football. Fred can pass a fucking ball, right? 10 yards. He's a professional footballer, right? He can control a ball. He's a professional footballer. He can run around. He's a professional footballer. McTominay can pass a ball fucking five, 10 yards. He can run around. He can tackle. He's a professional fucking footballer. Just tell them to do that then. Give them some clear instructions and develop a way of playing. Develop a way of playing that when Sancho's tricks aren't coming off, that he reverts to it. Alright, if I stand here, I know what I'm doing. I said this fucking at the start of the season when I first saw Sancho play for us. He stands there. He has not a fucking scooby where anyone else is. Not a clue. It looks like he's never met anyone. Donny van der Beek is exactly the same. On the rare occasions he does turn out in a Man United shirt. He stands there and he's like, right, where in the shit is everyone? Because I have no fucking idea. I've never met any of these people before, apparently. Every day in training, all we play is that fucking game where they just fuck around with a guy in the middle, basically. That's the only thing they ever do in training. They don't actually work on fucking a system style of play or anything like that. They just go in there and Solskjaer goes, go on, boys. I believe in you. Go and be Man United. That's basically fucking it. It's a fucking disgrace. Get out of this fucking club
2: okay well i think we've covered off uh if ronaldo is the problem at united plus a lot more i feel with united however woods this is where i'm going to bring you in for some chelsea chat because maybe you ever strike a problem or not in terms of the lukaku's gone a bit quiet after mm. coming onto the scenes take it away is there an issue
1: uh there is an issue but i think quite similarly to, to the christiana situation it's not a necessarily a a situation with a player, it's a situation with the system and the facilitation of that player. Um, The ball doesn't get up to him quick enough. He's uh, required to play uh, post-up time and time and time again uh, to try and bring other players into play, which isn't necessarily his strength, despite his obvious strength. Um, We're too slow, we're too ponderous in the midfield, we don't move the ball fast enough into him so he can use his uh, power and strength um, and intelligence as well to be able to manipulate the defender to be able to get a chance off now if you saw his goal for uh, Belgium um, during the international break you would have seen what he's good at and that is he's got a good rapport with Kevin De Bruyne at international level because De Bruyne knows that he need he, if he gets the ball into him the car will make something happen uh, and that's kind of where their goal came from against France. And we just don't do that enough. We just haven't got enough players that are... Didn't I argue that... this last week, though? You know, like asking to replicate a Kevin De Bruyne is
2: quite a big ask. I mean, granted, a you did ask. have it, it at one ask. stage. Yeah, we Ironically. did,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we also had Mo Salah as well, which, yeah, I mean. <laughs> but take that aside. Jo- you're, you're, asking,
2: you're asking the likes of Kofisic and Jorginho Mount to replicate probably one of the best ball players. I don't
1: think football. it's much to ask them to basically at least attempt it to fire the ball in quickly. I think there's too much sideways and then basically it stagnates too quickly. I think we've, we tried a system with two two up with Werner and uh, Lukaku and I'm not convinced this worked as well. I don't think we're um, creating as many opportunities and look, Brentford are a tough team to play against at the best of times but they made it really tough and Texas was just controlling for Probably about an hour, just controlling the game. Both Kovacic and uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek had had nice games. They had nice touches. They had nice movement. They were able to move the ball. But when it gets into that final third, it just completely stagnates. The the, the ball just doesn't move with any oomph, um, and that's going to be a problem. It's, it's what I said um, a couple of weeks ago that, that, that I I foresaw a problem on the horizon, which was when teams set up to maybe frustrate a bit more against this Chelsea team as opposed to playing directly into their hands like they had been playing against, it's going to be a problem. On the counter-attack, they can be damaging because you've got players that um, have pace. Uh, it frees up a lot of space for Lukaku to run into behind. But when they kind of just say play in front of us and play through us, I don't think we've got the quality in players to be able to do that. We, we've been reliant on left-backs uh, or fullbacks in general to score goals this year. A lot of our goals have involved defenders in some way. Uh, and ultimately, the, the weekend, as I already said, uh, Eduard Mendy is the sole reason we came away with three points. Brentford were the, the much better team from certainly 70 minutes onwards. Now, that's. Wasn't it so that like
2: they had like 11 shots in 12 minutes towards the end Chelsea
1: took off Kovacic for Mount. And the game just completely flipped. We had zero control in the midfield. Ruben was sort of isolated on his own because the thing is, Kovacic is, he doesn't necessarily, he, he hasn't got the killer pass in the, in the final third. That just doesn't exist. It's the worst part about his game. Everything about his game, other than that, is, is exceptional. And that was highlighted during the game. I think that whenever he gets the ball, he retains possession, he moves forward and he dribbles the ball forward and he kind of relieve pressure. What happened was when he went off, Chelsea was just pumping the ball wherever. And what all that was happening was it was coming straight back. Um, it was just ridiculous to watch. I can't believe that Brentford didn't manage to score. Um, now fortunately for Chelsea they've got Malmo and Norwich this week, which are two tasty games because <laughs> Malmo Malmo are not a good team that uh, they're uh, I think even in their own domestic league they're not having a particularly great season and Norwich are Norwich right they're, they're the worst Premier League team. Uh, in, in, in quite a moment. Uh, so when, so t- when
2: that potentially then gloss over? Like basically, yeah, it I probably wanna, uh, will do. I want to remind probably will you, because will you said you've, hi- you've, you've you identified this issue over the, mm. the last few weeks. We've been critical of Oli Solskjaer and Man United. Now, obviously, I don't want to go in gung-ho on, on old T-square to Shell, but surely he should be recognising this issue as well. You've got a well class striker, yeah. you've got a striker that I- knows where the back of the net is. Utilise it.
1: Yeah, I am surprised that not more has been done. I think he changed it to have Werner up because I've, to try and utilise that more in a way, to try and generate more space uh, with Werner sort of dragging defenders with his urgency and um, ability to run in behind. It's still not worth because we don't have any quality in the final third from our, our ball-playing players, if that makes sense. Like Zayek, no. I mean, he's not being fit either. We really miss Pulisic because Pulisic's the one player that can actually damage teams in the final third with his technical ability because he he's the best dribbler we've got at the club. And uh, I thought he, I thought Zayek was meant to have a, you know a quality ball on him. I I feel that Zayek is a player that will swing a ball in over and over and over from whatever side. Say you're playing from the right side, he'll come inside and just basically scoop a left foot ball into the box, and that's that's what I've seen from him so far. I haven't seen anything like. Um, I'm not going to talk about De Bruyne because obviously he's an exceptional player. But like even Bruno will basically pull a trigger on a pass in the final third. Like he can pass a ball into the final third. We don't have a player that can pass the ball on the ground through uh, through the keyhole to generate an opportunity for for a forward. We can just you, don't have that.
2: Could you not argue though with someone like Bruno? We've said before, like he he'll play a lot of passes before one he'll of them buy does a ticket, get right. A lot however. Of tickets. Maybe being more of a, in a system, whereas obviously Bruno probably has a lot more of a luxury or freedom where under mm. Oli, under Tuchel, you probably don't get that luxury. So you maybe you have to be a little bit more rigid or a little bit yeah.
1: riskless. I, I just think the way that we're playing right now, we can't win the league. It's not sustainable to be hoping that we get a goal and then praying that Mendy just keeps it. Because Mendy's gone in January as well. Like He's he's at the Cup of Nations. Ah. So we can't even rely on that as a tactic, you know. That it's That's fine. Kepper Indi- comes back in. That's when Kepper comes back in, exactly. Who who's had, you know, he's, he's he's been called upon this season. Let's not well. defend
0: Kepper on this show, yeah. Woods. Come on, you know better than
1: that. Penalty expert, uh, you know, he he wins shootouts. That's what he's in here for now. But you're talking about I Mendy leaving because mm. of African nations, and then also they're look correct. at Liverpool. They'll be yeah, losing I mean, Mané, Salah. They are royally bugged when he goes.
0: Can I can I just mention one thing about the Chelsea, uh, just Chelsea in general? You ain't playing Brentford every week. True. I think um, Brentford are a special case. Certainly this year, they're going to play a brand of football which is pretty fucking horrible to play against. Um, I don't think Ch- Tuchel, Tuchel, Tuchel. How'd you pronounce it? Uh, Tommy Tuchel. Tuchel. T squared. Tuchel. Um, I don't think he's ever in his entire life played or seen football like that ever. And as much as you can prepare for it, <laughs> I think it was, uh, I just think it was a, bit of a shock for him. I, don't, I think the next time he play Brentford, you won't see that again because he's a hes a learned man.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, question about Lukaku. Obviously, that's the topic of this gimmick, right? the um, You mentioned what you need to do to get to make him effective mm. what it, i still don't know what it is because i see some people telling me that oh we're not getting into his feet enough so he can spin the defender but i've read consistently that actually that's something he hates doing he likes to run in, he likes to run in behind
1: well we don't do that what either it, that's that's the other problem that there's the two things that i've seen him be good at um the, 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 he he's pretty good at being able to have the ball fired into him so he can use his physicality to roll the, the defense to get the opportunity I think for Inter he had a lot of moments where the ball was being played in behind and he was just onto it well, we,
0: as we talked about, I, I, I did a bit of a tactical analysis. If you remember, on the old Inter Milan system, where he was essentially on the counter attack, he was going in from deep, basically from centre midfield, yeah. um, and then running down a channel into yards of space. Because See, my, my once feet- he gets going, he does have some pace. He does have some speed to him because he's kind of like a, a runaway train.
1: Because I've I felt, and I've noticed it for Belgium as well. I don't think playing him in the middle,
0: Belgium. Do you watch?
1: <laughs> Enough I'm sitting Hassell. there constantly
0: Edith. like, oh yeah, Belgium are playing behind the closed doors. <laughs> okay, 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 I've, see, actually, I get I've see. got a
1: drone above their
0: training ground watching Belgium play. Bit I get, I get to watch
1: Edden play, don't I? So, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hope I get to see him play. It's but like, the Bobby Martinez tactics I, he's really I watching. I think that you play him in a narrow right side, um, I would because I think if you get him away from centre halves, and because the thing is, if you drop him off, then he's running on behind. Right? That's that's effectively what you can do in that position. I think when you stand him up top and go focal point, you're just basically uh, diminishing his skill set to just being big target man. And I just don't think that's what he's particularly excellent I, I, at.
2: I can speak from experience when he played for Everton. That it was the frustration. I've said it several times before. If he was played as a, as a lone target man. He, he he didn't have a good ability to keep the ball up. If we played him, I remember one particular game where we played Stephen Naismith through the middle and we put Lukaku out wide and it worked wonders. Yeah. Because as you say, he's coming he in was from always, the side. He,
0: he was always best for us whenever he was dragged out wide as Cause well. Because all
1: of a sudden he's got matchup. He's a matchup nightmare in that position. Because the fullback doesn't want to deal with him. He's too big. He's Mm. too strong. He's too quick. And the centre-half doesn't want to go out there because all of a sudden he's leaving space. I I thought Kai Havertz should be playing in a false nine position in this team. Um, I've spoken at length about I don't know what Kai Havertz is. I still don't know what Kai Havertz is. Uh, But I, I don't think he can play midfield and I don't think he can play wide. So at that point you go, well, the only place he can play is in the middle up top. And I do think that he's a player that you can get the ball into his feet, and he's better technically. Right? He's a technically better footballer. I'm
0: better technically than Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> right. So oh, I, I, I
1: kind of I'm surprised that we haven't seen more of this situation where Kai goes central and Lukaku moves off to the right side to just create. Some match-up problems. Um, I am surprised we haven't seen something like that yet because again, it gives the opportunity for the ball to go in and Lukaku to get ahead of speed. He's not having his back to goal because if he's back to goal and the ball goes in behind, he's got to turn and go. If he's got facing forward to the goal, he's going.
0: But who's going to be playing this ball? This is what that is part about.
1: of the problem. Uh, I, like we and we, if
0: Chelsea are pinning a team back, having lots of possession, yeah. knocking around, again the middle you can't between, play into it. Who's going to be? There's no place. There's no. And, and, and this is, this is into, part.
1: Right? This is a bit of a Lukaku conundrum, I think they've got. But ultimately, this is why it's a squad game, right? Um, you you have players for situations. Now, it, Lukaku has shown an ability to be good in the air for us, uh, and I think that at, at our best in a way in this current system is when the wingbacks get on, and when Reese plays, Reese's delivery is exceptional. And that gives us an opportunity of scoring goals. But we are really sort of into a uh, hoping that Reese is going to be able to put the ball on Lukaku's head time and time again. I, look, I'll tell you now, I'm concerned, right? I said I was concerned before. I'm still very concerned. I just
2: want I just to very quickly before we do move on, um, in terms of what you're already ruling Chelsea out for the... For the title, bearing in mind that you just played Brentford, you didn't play mm. particularly well. In some ways, you know, I don't mean to glorify this, but you kind of got battered in the last they uh, got second half of that game, mate. Yeah. But what happened? You still come away with the three
1: points. This team of guts—they showed that in Europe last year. They have guts. Well, they do go, have then. guts. And guts can take and you. It, it, guts can take you. Can take you far for sure. But I, I mean, I just looked at Liverpool this season, and it's like fuck me.
2: Let's let's not start like you know. Getting our penises out just out yeah you know, regards to Liverpool, we're eight games into the season. As True. we mentioned, it's we've got early. African Nations Cup, we'll see Af-com. how that goes. Yeah. Um, however, let's talk about a, a team very quickly before we do move on to winners and chumps. A team that doesn't really appear to play with a striker, so therefore they're probably quite jealous the fact that, you know, that your two teams have two great
1: strikers and yet they don't even have one, and that's Man City. <laughs> yeah, still playing without one. Uh, and obviously Ferran has been banged up for a couple months at least, robs them of another. Well, they that tried can play Sterling, position, didn't
2: right? they, at the weekend against Burnley?
1: S- no, not for me. Not for me. Sterling in that position, uh, there it, he's just not that dude, right? He he's the back post poacher, but he's never gonna be able to play the focal point. Since he has been able to manage, but I think that it comes a point where just managing isn't gonna be enough for them. Mm. Um I I it was I'm I'm still surprised they didn't Find a solution this summer uh, to, to to resolve that problem, especially coming so close in in the Champions League. I, I am surprised that they didn't look at it and go, you know, what was a problem on match day, the final match day of the season in Porto against Chelsea. We didn't have a player filling that position, uh, a striker. Um, but here we are. They spent 100 million pounds on Jack Grealish to basically increase. On a position of wealth, it wasn't a position of need. It was it was a mad transfer. Um, I think they just didn't get imaginative, and I, I can appreciate, it, right? There's an element of if you can't get your first choice players, um, sometimes going to like the second choice or third choice, you uh it can go wrong, right? You can end up basically getting players that just aren't going to work out. And, and I can understand that they, they don't... I mean, identified Harry Kane is a, is a pretty mm-hmm. ridiculous statement. Uh, it's not like they had much scouting to identify Harry Kane as being one of the best strikers in the world. But I'm just surprised that they didn't go and find well, the issue another is, player well, to come in. That's
2: the thing then. That, that time is now gone. That window is now gone. Mm. So they have to look forward. I don't... Like you say identify Harry Kane and obviously it didn't take much identifying. What about Haaland? Do you reckon they're just biding their time? They had two, maybe they had, May two, well. maybe they had two on their list, Kane and Haaland, whichever one we go for or we get, happy days. We don't get either. We manage when we just go through the season, see how, yeah. see how it goes. Because if there is but, one the- manager that can do that, probably is Pep.
1: Yeah, I mean, also he has shown he uh, he they did win the league last year oh, yeah. without without a striker. So they've they've shown it. Just just a case that like Liverpool are going to be better this year. Chelsea are better this year. You know, the competition is going to be a lot tighter to uh, take. You know, the, the, the moments uh, where that system doesn't work and they go on a poor run, maybe like they'll be punished this year as opposed to what happened last season I, I don't necessarily think it's a problem let's put it that way because Pep has shown an ability to coach around this problem um, but we'll see right because I, I just I do wonder I do wonder if they've left themselves short maybe in January they go and try and address that I don't know um, I'm sure they will address it in the summer uh, I don't know if, if Harland will go to Man City Harland's going to have a choice of everyone but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conundrum, and it's, it's interesting that all three of these teams do have a similar question mark in place. Obviously, Manchester United have bigger question marks. Um, Chelsea obviously have bigger question marks. City City are fine, although Chelsea sit top of the table. I don't know why I'm critiquing them so heavily. Uh, but they'll, they'll come up against teams that will make it difficult on a match day, where things don't necessarily break their way. They join nil nil instead, which is a, it's feasible with this team when you don't have Aguero anymore to fall back on. Who will take mm. that one half chance?
2: And it's worth noting as well that in previous games against Burnley, they've
1: absolutely battered them, and this time yeah. it was only only two 0 But yeah, and you know one of those goals was a fort. I don't want to say fortunate. It was it was well tucked away, but it, it was fortunate how the chance presented itself. Mm. Uh, when when teams set up to frustrate, they haven't played Brentford yet, have they? No, they haven't. That'll be an interesting match for them. Well,
2: we'll see in time. We'll tell. Okay, let's uh, let's have some winners and chumps. Mike, you've been quiet for a little while after your earlier rants. Let's bring you in for. I let, I let you pick first. What do you want to go with? A winner or or a, or a chump? If I, say, I, dare, I dare no, my say...
0: dog is drinking water very loudly. Well, he, maybe he's the that.
2: chump then, eh? The old doggo. <laughs> can we can we call your doggo a chump? Of oh, Wilson.
0: Yeah, go ahead. He's being a chump recently, I give you that. He's been a right nightmare.
2: <laughs> I dare I dare go um, in with Chump because I feel like we might get another Oli Rant, but uh is there any Man Unitedness about your chump of the week?
0: Uh yeah, of course. It's Manchester United. They're all chumps. <laughs> um I should stress I don't want to be uh I don't wanna I think throwing personal insults at uh, Solshaw is a, a bit overboard. Like I'm not gonna call him a C word or prick what you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like be derogatory about the guy um but I t-
2: he's just a guy <laughs> that's probably just, out of his depth he, he, he's, he's probably out trying massively he's just not he good he needs
0: enough. to he needs to now for the good of the, the, the club just kind of leave now like but, thanks ollie you got rid of the Mourinho stench but just, just please leave. i
1: do wonder right because it's a fair point like do you think he, he's... Because he obviously sees himself as a Manchester United man, right? We'll use that kind of garbage language. But like he obviously sees himself as close to this club. Uh, it's a club close to his heart. Um, obviously, he has to have a level of belief that he's capable of doing this job. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken it or you know, he wouldn't be doing it. But do you reckon there's a point for him that he even recognises it's not happening for me here... Um, or maybe I, I need to... and he's convinced himself.
2: <laughs> no, I, I just think. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, it in a never... sense that he
1: can go because you're right. He can he can claim, and I think it's it's fair. The stench has gone of Mourinho, but they need to be fucking careful that they don't all of a sudden have the stench of shot, Right? <laughs> the, the, this this squad is too strong. It's too deep. It's too talented. Uh, is there a point where uh, his he, his personal pride gets out of the way and he's kind of like holds his hand up and goes, you know what? Um, I'm proud of what I've been able to achieve here. I feel that I've moved the club along. I feel I've got the club closer to where they should be. But right now, I've taken them as far as I personally can, and I think it's right that the club can take, you know, find someone to move them on further than I can. Do you think there's an element of uh, personality in Solskjaer that he he'd be capable of doing that? Because of the situation. He came in as a caretaker. He's he's way overachieved from what we all envisioned was going to happen. Uh, do you think there's a point that he'd even personally understand that maybe he's not that guy? No, you're shaking. No, my
0: head. no. is the is the very clear, succinct answer to that. He thinks he's Alex Ferguson yes. because he says the same things Alex Ferguson says. He refuses to park in his parking space weirdly, and he knows. <laughs> so he weird. knows. That he, no other club in the Premier League would give him a job,
2: and that's that's where I come in and say maybe there is one person that would influence him to leave, and that's Mister Ferguson himself.
0: The only other club that that Salah will ever get another job at is Mulder. Who else would take the guy? No, maybe point. a young boys or like no, not even young boys. They fucked us. Ferencvaros, <laughs> maybe yeah, just because I like saying that word. Like there, there yeah. No but what other... I'm saying
2: is, if if Fergie come up to him and said, "Look, you're all right, son. You know." Maybe a bit of a Bill Shankly thing. You're right, son, you're doing a good job, but you, you can't stay on any longer because you know you, you're <laughs> out your basically. It kind of works. Could, could you imagine so,
0: the brutalness of that? Just, you can't stay on any longer. It's like Tywin Lannister just kind of laying down a decree of some kind.
1: Cristiano gets on the phone to, to Sir Alex and he's like, um, Sir Alex, I need you to do me a favour and get this clown out of here.
0: Do what needs to be done, and whilst he's at it, get rid of the entire fucking coaching stuff. Um, I have been reading some rumours that uh Conte is gaining pace.
1: Fuck me, really?
0: Oh, uh, that, that that
2: would be interesting, wouldn't it?
0: Apparently, so that that so both Zidane and Conte have basically kind of let it known that they neither of them would say no to the job. Um, he's Conte is gaining pace apparently. If we lose to Liverpool. It's on, but uh, not. It's on, it's on, but shit is the fan. The... <laughs> I've also, I've also heard some rumours that apparently Sancho ain't shown it in training. Hmm. He's, uh, yeah. That, there's some big rumours about that where he ain't shown anything good in training at all.
1: Okay. because yes. we, we've seen England Sancho as well. <laughs> exactly.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. My loser is everything about Manchester United, specifically Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his stupid band of merry men he calls his uh, coaching staff.
2: Okay. Woods.
1: Chump, uh,
2: Chump, please. Yeah, we're,
1: we're uh, Alan Shearer. <laughs> I think Jamie Redknapp, <laughs> Sky Sports. I've already t- covered this. Um, ev- everyone that thinks uh, that oh, but football fans don't care where the money comes from uh, is a eloquent excuse to just.
2: But could you not argue? I'm going to try and because I think I mentioned this last week when we when we discussed this topic. There will be. I I, I think there would be a majority that wouldn't care. There's certainly going to be a lot of fans that do care but I feel like they would be in the minority I mean and as horrible as it is to say but you mentioned about like specific groups unfortunately they are in the minority and I think that's where yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. it shapes the, the the thinking
1: it doesn't change I'm the I'm just fact. sorry
2: I'm eating a biscuit
0: I'm just going to come in here Newcastle fans cared a fuckload who was in charge that's of their club a, a month ago
1: yeah uh, and they they did their damnedest to get that guy out. And why did like, they care? The though. They,
2: they only cared because he wasn't investing. Now they've got investment. It always comes down to money.
1: Ding ding, isn't it? Yeah. Ding ding. Like ultimately, it's this is what sports washing is. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, I guess I should hit you up with a chump. I feel like there was a few in the running this week. Um, I had a. Did anyone see the Josh uh, Sargent miss for for Norwich? against Brighton
1: oh my god for, for, oh. When, when I saw that I
2: literally could not believe what was happening like uh, I was like just just hit
1: the ball harder hit mate. it
2: just hit put it put your foot fucking through the ball it was very frustrating and um, also John Joe Shelby for, for his first yellow card was just you know he, he's come onto the pitch he was a sub he's meant to change the game he's come on he got he got mogged off so he lashed out and done a gave away a super foul got your yellow card and then pretty much was then just a walking, you know, sending off, which inevitably happened. However, I will save my chump for Mr. Mr. Awobi, Mr. Alex Awobi, And this is where I'm going to bring up some stats. Bear with me. I don't know how reliable these stats are because I did find them on Instagram, which is not obviously always the great source of stats that you need. However, I'm going to read them out here. So Alex Awobi versus West Ham. 79 minutes on the pitch. Zero key passes. Zero dribbles. 0 shots on target, 0 accurate crosses, 0 ju- duels one. 0 fouls one, zero 0 tackles, 0 interceptions, 0 crossing accuracy, 0 out of 2, 0 shooting accuracy, 0 out of 4, and 1 big chance miss. And when I say big chance, it was a big chance because he didn't actually hit the fucking ball. So, if those stats don't give it away, I don't know what is.
1: How long was he on the pitch for? 79 minutes. Wait, oh, What? <laughs>
2: Mate, honestly, he... Not a
1: five-minute cameo. Like, he was on the pitch for 79 minutes.
2: Yeah, I... I, I oh, my it, God. It's horrible watching him, mate, because I feel for the guy. He is so bereft of confidence, but at the same time, is he bereft of confidence? I do just think he's bereft of actual ability. And if... Yeah.
0: Mate, he plays that street cage football, mate. That's what he's been doing, mate. He's confident Yeah, it, Gets in front of that Goodison yeah. crowd, mate.
2: Yeah, Combs. he does, mate. Obviously, if there's a, a crowd that you don't want to crumble in front of, it's the Goodison screaming parade. Or Brigade, should I say. But, um, yeah, so that's my chump of the week. Um, winners, uh, I'll I'll kick off. I've I'm gone with Mo Salah because, just again, it's, it's another very, very nice little goal. he scored. Great feat. Oh, that was good. It's almost like a replica it's of... the balance, mate. Yeah, it's almost like a replica of the one against City. But with the what pass. I thought he was going to do against City, which was a, he was going to cut inside, whereas against City, he didn't. This time, he sent the guy for a... For, is it is it a hot dog? Is that what you kids say? Yeah, send yeah. Them hot, hot dogs. Yes. Dog,
0: yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, Mo Salah my winner. My my winner is. B unit. Has he scored? Crystal Palace have put Arsenal to the sword two one, and B unit has scored a goal.
1: Arsenal just Arsenal just equalised. There you go. Have they just equalised? They've literally just equalised. Oh, I thought
0: it was a full time result. Nine, no, they
1: have got nine. They scored in the ninety fifth minute.
0: Well, that's disappointing. Well, I'm still going B unit because Arsenal are just dreadful. So yeah, the Arsenal could have gone within one point of us if they had won.
1: Wow. Yeah, and they get they play Friday as well so they would be yeah. in a position to go above by the time um,
2: I mean they still are in a position to go above to be fair yeah.
1: Think, yeah. okay very quickly let's we'll see
2: if we can get it under an hour I'm not hopeful but you never uh, know Edward
1: Mendy I've already spoken about it yes he was
2: my runner up as well for, for
1: Edward Mendy is doing something um, which is I mean but a Chelsea fan hasn't seen for a couple of years and that's make a save yeah uh, Black goalkeepers have often had a stigma attached to them and I think he's doing a lot of good for a lot of young black goalkeepers coming through to remove that stigma. I think I, I, I read something that the Leighton Orient goalkeeper had said as much that seeing a black goalkeeper excel at Chelsea is changing that mindset and obviously bringing confidence to a lot of these these kids coming through as well. So, um, yeah, Edouard Mendy.
2: it's a, it's a- nice angle and very interesting good food for thought um okay I think we need to wrap it up and say our goodbyes however very 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 quickly Woods and I mean super quickly because I'm going to refer to our pod of two halves account which you can always check us out on and you did a little bit of activity on pod of two halves twitter account last week after the back of our shirt talk for number 21 and you went and yes. got on that Juventus Twitter's page Or fans page or whatever you I did I did And you got some results for us Who is we did. the bigger legend for the number 21 shirt for Juventus? Is it Zidane or is it
1: Pirlo? So officially, from the Juventus fans It's uh, Zinedine Zidane And there we go Mikey, how do you feel about
2: that?
0: Oh, it's crock of shit really, <laughs> isn't it? It's an absolute crock of shit um, Yeah, what a lot of nonsense End the end the show, please. Okay.
2: And I'm not <laughs> that crock of shit note. Let's let's end it. I'll say goodbye. Goodbye for me. Arrivederci.
1: Arrivederci. At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington, and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.